This is a HeadGum Podcast. What's up, y'all? You got Aaron and Stanger here. And before we start today's episode, we like to let you know that this episode is sponsored by Ritual, dudes. Hell yeah, Ritual. We love you. We do, Ritual. We love you guys. And okay, so uh, quick little um, thoughts on protein in general. Ritual is doing yes. uh, essential protein powder. We know them. We love them from their multivitamins. Um, they've got a special way they do things. But let's talk about protein a little bit, Aaron. Protein. Okay. Um, Protein powders in general can be intimidating because people uh-huh. think that they're just for big old weirdo gym freaks. <laughs> they've got they've got the freaky deaky names, cell explosion 20945, <laughs> explode blast, weightlift bro dude. And you're and like, like it's all iridescent. Yeah, it's like, is it neon? Is it can you even eat neon stuff? It looks like a cleaning product. Um, and you think maybe protein's not for me. Well, I'm here to let you know. And so is Aaron that that's not the case dudes. We all need protein. It's not just about your muscles. Protein helps support bone health and satiety. Yep. Okay. And just a heads up as we go through life, our protein needs change. So it's important to choose a mix for different life stages. Enter Ritual's Essential Protein. It is delicious, Mm -hmm. it is plant-based protein, and it has three distinct formulas designed to meet the body's changing protein needs. We we got the Daily Shake 18 Plus, okay? Mm -hmm. We've got a complete amino acid profile featuring, you can say this word, thank you, an essential nutrient and common dietary gap. Yeah, a lot of us are missing the necessary amount of choline. We also got the Daily Shake 50 Plus. They're adding a little bit of calcium, HMB to the mix that's helping you build and maintain muscle mass for healthy, active aging. And then we've got the Daily Shake Pregnancy and Postpartum formulated with extra nutrient support to meet the demands of pregnancy and lactation. Yeah, and so in speaking specifically about Ritual and why we like it, uh, I have a subscription gets delivered to my house. It's a slam dunk comes in a big old bag. I don't have to have a bunch of tubs lying around. I'm never without my protein because it's delivered to my doorstep. I'm never having to make special trips, maybe getting protein. I don't like because I just need to kind of, you know, get it at like a gas station or out of somebody's garage or something because I don't have time <laughs> to go all the way to the health food store or the market or whatever it is. I also like the fact that ritual is made traceable. They've got a one-of-a-kind one of visible supply chain so you know what, how, and why every labeled ingredient is in there. So you know what's going in there, why it's in there, and what it is. Not the case for a lot of those other protein powders, guys. Well, and I'll be honest, I was, you know, it's hard for me to do a, a protein shake, but I will say when we got Ritual, I, my little world turned upside down because... It tastes good. All right. It is delicious. Actually handcrafted vanilla flavor from sustainably harvest Madagascar vanilla bean extract. Okay. That's a lot of words to say it is a yummy. Okay. Yeah. It's coming from a whole different continent. That's yep. pretty exciting guys. Um, also look, you're getting uh, 20 grams of uh, pea protein per serving per serving. Um, and it's got none of the bad stuff in there. There's no added sugar or sugar alcohols. It's soy-free, gluten-free, and non-GMO. All right, y'all. Ready to shake up your protein ritual? Our listeners get 10% off during your first three months at ritual.com slash dumbbells. 
Ritual even offers a money-back guarantee if you're not 100% in love. Visit ritual.com slash dumbbells today for 10% off your first three months. Let's start the show. Aaron McGowan, certified personal trainer and no more COVID. This is Ryan Stanger, certified personal trainer and raconteur. Well, you found us. The Dumbbells, a comedy fitness podcast. Committed to bringing you inspiration. Motivation. And sometimes information. Hey, Dumbbells. Let's get dumb. What's a raconteur? Storyteller, I I thought you were gonna say, um, uh, <laughs> hey dumbbells, let's get COVID, but I was like that would be in bad taste. I'm glad you didn't say that. I think everyone got it already, it other than well, I guess Melissa's. Oh, soup spoiler! I just I'm said who's the guest is. I'm not here. <laughs> <laughs> and when you were like, "What's a rake on tour?" I was like, "That's the band that Jack White is in as one of his spinoff bands," but that's not the definition. So I'll go back in the corner. Keep going. You're doing yeah, this. go back over there, even though you're more educated than either of us. <laughs> That's not true. That's not even a little bit true. I mean, it's not that much of a compliment, unfortunately, <laughs> Melissa. That <laughs> <laughs> is bad for all three of us. <laughs> yeah. Let's get her in now, Aaron, so that we can just we can start talking. Yeah, we put her back in, in the an corner. official context. Uh, let's welcome to the weight room today, comedian. My best friend, Melissa Luna. Pause for applause. Okay. Hi. Yes. Hi, everyone. Hi. Wow, a standing O. That's oh nice. My gosh. People, the folks at home are standing up for you, Melissa. Very nice. Oh, thanks. Well, if you give people the space, they will take it. That's what they did. What's wrong? Well, for a second, my little bar stopped moving, but they're moving again. So I think we're fine. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> they shouldn't move when we're talking, only when you're talking. They, okay, they are. All right. You know what? We're yeah. just going to fingers crossed. Good. It's happening. Uh, so this is, um, you know, peek behind the curtains, listeners. We all have to record this on our own devices. It's called recording locally. That's why it sounds so good. We have a wizard producer, Clementine, who mixes it all together. But, you know, you never know. Computers are weird, and we're all kind of figuring this out uh, every week as we go along. And for something that should always be the same, it never is the same uh, when (laughs) it comes to- It's never the same. And even if you're fairly tech savvy, I would say the smartest of computer people often will just turn their computer on and then off again for, you know, 90% of the- um, The problems. Yeah, the 90% of the problems. And it's some t- a lot of the times it fucking works. It's very weird. Uh, I work for a software company and that's what I do. So, <laughs> yeah. She turns computer on, turns computer off, bada bing, bada boom, baby. That's how I make uh, the millions. Uh, love it. Uh, it. That's an improvised line that, uh, that James Caan said in the first Godfather as Sonny Corleone. Bada bing, bada boom. Really? You know yeah, yeah. You can't write that kind of magic. You just got to yeah. feel it yeah. in your bones. I mean, he might have heard it because he, he, he grew up in, you know, rough part of New York with a lot of wise guys and stuff. And so he might have heard somebody say that, but it just kind of came out of him doing that movie. And, you know. It's also funny that wise guys will like 
carve your eyes out of your skull, but then also it's fine for them to be like, bada bing, bada boom. You think that they'd be like, Sonny, never again. Yeah. Never say that again. <laughs> yeah. No, it's strange. It's, um, yeah, it's, it's lovable somehow, you know, despite being, you know, murderous criminals. Yeah. Um, okay. So headline for this episode, we have the wonderful mm-hmm. Melissa Luna here. Mm-hmm. She did a, a, a very interesting, compelling, helpful, poignant, um, post on her Instagram recently. What is your Instagram, Melissa? So folks at home can. Oh, that's a great question. It's O darling girl. O H. O darling okay. girl. Um, and it was the top 10 or 10 things she learned, uh, from a year with a nutritionist. Yes, sir. Um, so, so good like that. I, I think, you know, that's the kind of shit that sells magazines and, and we're using it to <laughs> sell our podcast, but it's a different take and it's surprising. You know, it's not the kind of thing you see in Cosmo or, you know, shape magazine online or something to where it's like. I learned that hot water <laughs> right before bedtime helps with your, it's not shit like that. It's, 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 um, it goes it's real. A, yeah, it's real. It goes a lot deeper. Um, and it, it's very helpful and it was very informative and it's, uh, stuff that was new to, to me and I'm, I'm sure will be new to you guys. Uh, so we're going to get to that. But before we do, Melissa has been a guest on the show. Uh, we haven't seen her for a while. We want to hear about what's going on. How are you? What's new with you and uh, what's happening with exercise right now and, um, you know, in the past couple of years? What's been good? Oh, yeah. Okay. So this is uh, really my first time, like, really working out uh, in, like, a commercial gym, uh, meaning, like, a gym with a weight room floor. Like, nobody comes to tell me to do something. I find my programs. I make my programs. I'm entirely self-led. I don't, uh, and it, I was truly, uh, terrified of this, of like the day where I might have to like transition into something like this. And I wish I had done it so much sooner. I love it so much. It has been very fun to like work out in a weight room. Um, I don't like I, everything you've ever seen as far as like a joke about, uh, male weightlifters is true. And also, (laughs) (laughs) and also I have had, yes, I do think that uh, most of the men are more likely to ask me if I'm going to be done with my equipment before they will ask another man. Um, But for the most part, they've all been great. So there have been the weight room that I go to has a great mix of like men and women and all ages and all body types. And so it I was very, very scared uh, because I have been my longest period. I've never used like machines. I've never used any of that stuff like TRX and like essentially like a rig for back squats is like as, as, as a evolved as I've gotten. Um, and it's been so fun, but it really is me just like sometimes secretly watching what other people are doing. And I'm like, that's what that machine is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and honestly, I love it. So I love it. Uh, working out has been really fun. Food has been really fun for me recently. Um, I am a slow morning person. Some people are like, get up 5 a.m. It's not me. It is mm-hmm. not. I'm not that person. But I also am a person who will work out at 1 p.m. Some people are like, if I didn't go at 8, I'm not going. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I will. And I will love it because there will be three other people there. And I will be like, bless you, bless you, and bless you. <laughs> I, I love not fighting for equipment. That's what I love. So... Um, so yeah, I love it. I love strength training. I really, really love it. 
That's really cool to hear. And especially that you had that fear going into it and, and, and then realize that it, you didn't have anything to be afraid of and that you've actually grown to love it. Cause Aaron, I don't know how many times does it come up to where people will skip going to the gym because they're just intimidated. Like I don't, I, yep. I'm intimidated. I'm scared. I don't want to look like a dummy. I know. I don't know where to start, whatever it is. I don't know. I'm not, I'm, I shouldn't invent people's fears for a stayer. <laughs> no, but we don't need but to do that. I know. Get out of my head. I know my dummy clients specifically, like they are like, oh, I just, if I go to the gym, I do the treadmill or I do like the stair stepper or something that's like just you get on it and then you just yeah. stay on it <laughs> until you your step. time is up yeah. Yeah. and then you move on. Well, and Aaron, so it, you saw me. That's what I did the entire time I lived in Nashville when I wasn't going to like a class that somebody taught was oh, like, yeah, same. Elliptical. We would just do the ellipticals next to each other. <laughs> yeah. And we'd be like, man, watch a movie level 10 on this elliptical, but that's it. That is it. We elliptical hard today. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> they had like a theater room where it would be like dark and you weren't allowed to like talk and be on your phone. Cause a movie was playing. So sometimes oh, shit. Like, I got to go on it Thursday. Awesome. Cause that movie, I got to see that movie. Yeah. That's cool. That's where I first I, saw I Wrath of Khan. Yeah. I don't oh, think wow. I ever would have put Wrath of Khan on just myself. And then I was in there watching it on the elliptical and I was like, this movie rocks. It's a great one. Yeah. How how buff is Ricardo Montalban? Khan. So buff. His chest. People thought he was so, wearing a prosthetic. I mean, <laughs> and like maybe I mean, said good. of all of us. Yeah. <laughs> they were so jacked. We thought they were wearing prosthetics. Um, yeah. Wow, that's cool. I I I would love to do something like that. This is kind of like, you know, just kind of passively do cardio and watch a movie or something. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. or if they just had like, um, like at the arc light where you could just like slowly walk on a treadmill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know. Of, yeah, that's what annoying. they should do. Honestly, the walk, of the slow seats. walk on a treadmill. Yeah. Yeah. Or, you either do maximum comfort with like this, the seat that becomes a bed or you have to walk the entire film. Uh, or Hey, hell Melissa, I'll go one further. Why not have both like the standing desks or whatever? You could have yeah. the recliner seat. You need to stretch your back a little bit. You're watching a, a I don't know, long one Judd Apatow movie. That's three hours. <laughs> you stand up. <laughs> and, yeah, you know, do, do a little walk it off. Yeah, a little be nice. seventh inning stretch or something. But why not? Yeah. Um, if you want to get people back to the movies, guys, this may be the thing to do it. It worked for us. That's how we saw yeah. Rapacon. So we're just saying. Any other? Can you remember any of the others that you saw there? I mean, I'm sure there were plenty of Adam Sandler films we saw. I'm sure we saw uh, He's Just Not That Into You in there. I'm mm. sure it was like primo for like, what's that Kate Hudson movie? Like How to Lose a Guy City in 10 Days? City of Angels. Yeah. Okay. Not City of Angels. The the guy, the dead dad in the field. Field of Dreams. Oh. Field of Dreams. Oh, wow. Field of Dreams. Cool. Yeah. Like yeah. movies along those lines. Yeah. Yeah. yeah a lot of romantic comedies. Where you're like, oh, I was going to go walk on the regular treadmill, but they're playing the Rocketeer. I'm going to the theater. <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> Catch me Yeah, outside. and you could really be in there for hours. Yeah, like, man. If you were doing slow enough cardio, that's where I like trained for the half marathon the first time. I would just run eight miles watching a movie. That's great. Yeah. And it was great. Um, so uh, what... Um so what kind of weights do you like training? Like what have you, what's get, what's getting you excited? What are you into? What give us a, a little sampling of these, of these workouts that you've been, uh, I guess creating for yourself, right? Programming well, for yourself. 
there's programs that I've been able to find online. And that's the nice thing is like you can find one. I do save a lot of videos of things people do on Instagram as far as like different cool. where it's like you can do, you know, standing bicep curl. You could do a seated bicep curl. You can lean back and do the eccentric bicep curl. You can do the bicep curl on the uh, machine. You can do it with bands on the on the rig where it's, you know, where it, what's the thing that has like essentially a pulley system, like all the pulleys where you yeah. start, oh, yeah. you start to realize like, Oh, you never have to be bored because there's, you can do a bicep curl with two dumbbells. You can do it with the, the barbell bar. You can do uh, like the full, like load up a full 45 pound bar with weights. It has just been fun to like figure out different ways to do the same movement. Um, in you know a lot of it is me being like he did it on that machine okay next next week next tuesday when i buy stuff curls i'm gonna do it on that machine too some of them y'all what was the oh there's the machine where you like sit in it and then you put weights on top of your knees and it's essentially like a calf raise yeah but like the buffer first of all i've never used that machine a second time i got in that thing and was not paying attention i hit myself so hard on the pubic bone Oh, I thought oh, I was going to vomit. My, oh, I, it's important for the people to know I'm five feet tall. So my legs are not long. This machine is not made for me. That's the one I've ruled out. I will never do that again. And mm, I had bruises yeah. on the tops of my knees. You might be able to do squats in there or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've seen people. You could get creative with yeah. what you could do. In yeah. There. <laughs> people, people on the hamstring curl machine, they like put their backs against the seat and use that as a hip thrust where instead of like curling uh the pad back towards your butt with you know for your hamstrings they thrust it with their hips and i was like you could do anything i've seen people do stuff that i know is illegal and i'm like <laughs> they're doing it with a good heart so get people get crazy. do people do a fucking hip thrust anywhere that's the thing <laughs> it's like people are fucking there's like you know dangerous construction sites people are hip thrusting out there it's like women can't find heavy enough weights to hip thrust with it's just no. like people are doing eight thousand pounds they're getting school people buses. to stand yeah school buses well we gotta prep for the day our kid is under that without bus you know yeah. what i mean yeah mama strength yeah well, yeah. and if a man doesn't know what to do, you know because he is going to jump up somewhere and do pull-ups. That, yeah. That's when I'm like, oh, that man doesn't know what to go to next. He, they, love, they love the, like, Olympic jump to grab. <laughs> and then the dangle, they love it. They were there, like, if their self-confidence is coming down, they're like, do a pull-up, do a pull-up. Just do the jump. You don't even have to do the full pull-up. Just the jump up they love and then the dismount. And then they'll go do another thing. And you're like, are you done? Are you using this or just one pull-up? <laughs> you're okay. 100% right. I'll often do that. And then if I'm too tired, I've done too many kind of <laughs> incremental pull-ups, you know. Um, not incremental. Incidental pull-ups maybe is better. Um, I'll just pretend like I'm stretching. Like, ah, yeah, just trying to get long and stretch out. <laughs> Working on good for the back. Yeah. yeah I know what I'm well, doing. When when Chris, Jason's brother, was with us for like four months helping us with all of our problems, um, he I would train him and he would do, we don't have a pull-up bar, but he would just do a random shoulder press. And it feels like he was like, yeah, I'm using it for a stretch. I'm like, that's not a stretch. <laughs> yeah. I don't like you're holding weight. That's yeah. a shoulder press. You're lifting but a it weight. Would just, it was just his like, it was his pull-up. Yeah. Without having a pull-up bar. Yeah. 
Yeah. I gave him a lot of shit for it, so I can bring it up here. Yeah. So um, that's what I like. Okay. So <laughs> very cool. No, I mean, it's good stuff to hear because I, I, I think it'll inspire some people to give it a try and just go, you know, there's, there's so much you can do in a gym and it actually can be fun and open up a whole new world to you. And, um, you know, sometimes a little self-discovery in, in a gym space can be, um, empowering, you know, because it's like, Oh, I, I can, this is for me. Like I can do all this. I don't need, I'm not beholden to a class schedule. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and just for listeners that don't know you, before this, you were in a gym that had like prepped, um, what was it? Pre- like prepped programming for the group class? Sp- specialized instruction where the program was all laid yeah. out for you. No thought. Yeah. You didn't think about it at all. You just went yeah. and did it. I didn't have yeah. to do it, and it was more uh, high intensity interval training. So not quite CrossFit, but. You know, a lot of things that were, I would say even the things that were lift related were more cardio. Mm-hmm. They were yeah, still cardio driven, high intensity. So the thing that I have realized at first, you know, surely there are more of me. I think we are the majority of people who like you didn't grow up with this. And so it was wild to see how many like I was used to doing something like eight to 12 moves in, you know, AMRAP style as fast as you can go heavier, go faster for 12 minutes. And then the next step for, and, and like, I, and that was fun for a while. That was fun. But like, I have truly enjoyed like learning that you could have rest periods between movement and like learning more about, you know, hypertrophy. And like, it's hard sometimes to, to rest longer than a minute. And then you're like, well, maybe you should be lifting weights that require you to rest longer than a minute. And starting to like figure out that stuff Mm. um, has been really exciting. And I leave my gym, I leave my workout not feeling like a frazzled, you know, crazy person. I feel like I like put my body under stress, but in a great way. Way fewer movements. Like a lot of times I'm doing, like, first of all, I'm doing great warm up and then I do stretch afterwards. I never did that before. And then um, doing great, like, I'll do something like three supersets and try mm-hmm. and do three to four rounds uh, of both things and somewhere, you know, depending on what the move is and what I'm trying to do, anywhere from eight to 12 reps each. So much less. And so frantic and part of, you know, even we talk about nutritionists. I was, one of my big questions in the beginning was like, am I going to, I'm going to get fat immediately because I'm not working out enough fastest. And she was like, whoa, whoa, (laughs) whoa. Uh, So many red flags. (laughs) Yeah. So many red flags in what you just said. And part of that past year, even with a nutritionist has trickled over into my exercise. And that's like, I could do so much less, be so much less crazy see so much better results that I was actually wanting. Like it was, it's hard to put on lean muscle when you're going at 96% of your heart rate the entire time. And then Mm -hmm. you're eating, you know, a thousand calories a day. You're not, you're going to hurt yourself. And that's what I was doing. And so now it feels nice to be like well nourished. And then I saw my like strength I freaking felt like the Hulk. I was like, I could do things that I have never been able to do because I just had like the energy and was like actually putting on lean muscle, which I had been only tearing down and not restoring. So it's been fun to see my strength grow. 
I do the same program for like a month and then I'll switch to the next program. So if you're somebody out there like me who, you know, sometimes stand-up comedians feel like they got to do a different set of jokes every night when they go up, the same thing happens in a gym where it's like, I thought you had to do a different thing every day and 48 things. And it's like, no, I have four programs. I do them Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, unless I got to switch. And then I do it for a month. Yeah. I mean, that's something that, that happened with this, with this kind of hardcore training or, or even, or even the more functional approach to exercise is that there was a lot of excitement and interest and it, it is cool around like these alternative movements. Yeah. And so people would be like, you know, never the same workout. And you see like, you know, somebody in there like bringing in their own cobblestone tiles that they're walking, <laughs> yeah. you know, like all kinds of shit. You're like, Oh, wow. Yeah. But then there is, there is something to like, look, there's a lot of these exercises that have endured for hundreds of years. And there is a reason why, because they, you know, they worked a hundred years ago and they work today. So yeah, yeah sometimes going back yeah. to the basics can be, you know, it can really take you where you need to go and can be, you know, inspiring in that respect. Um, uh, so you, you kind of touched a little bit on nutrition, which is, yeah. you know, what we're here to talk about. So let's get into that now. So what, so I, I don't know. So you have these 10 things that we're going to talk about each one or at least list them. Yeah. But do you want to say maybe what you were kind of doing before and what led you to, to seek out a nutritionist and then how that looked? Yeah. And then we can, yeah, okay. So a question that I've had from a number of people is like, oh, well, did this, you know, what caused you to go to a nutritionist? And the truth is I went to a nutritionist because I thought something was like fundamentally wrong with me. I had like been to a doctor. I'd been to a holistic doctor. I'd been back to the doctor. I had blood work. I had like, I had stats upon stats. I had calories and macros and weighed food. And this is when my period started and when it stopped and my blood type and my parents' blood type and Aaron's blood type. I had everybody's <laughs> blood type. I had all this data, but I was getting like one, I was sleeping like not a joke, 12 to 14 hours a day on the weekend. I just was like sleeping 10 to 12 hours at night and then taking two and three hour naps during the daytime. Fuck, and like fucking Rip Van Winkle over there. <laughs> yeah. And this is, <laughs> as a person who has no kids, I have a desk job. Like I should not be sleeping that much. I am not. I was like, I was getting less like I had like a half mile uh, block that I would run. I, and I had run it hundreds of times for much longer. And I was like, I couldn't run the whole thing without taking breaks. I was getting so tired. And then I was embarrassed that I was tired. So then I was like trying to go harder in the gym, but I was like falling asleep during the daytime. And I was like falling asleep while I was driving. And I like, couldn't remember things. I was, I had a torn meniscus. I had like a shoulder impingement. It just was like, and so I would get more and more restrictive on my food and I just, you know, and then my weight was still climbing up. So it was like, I couldn't, I was in therapy. I was like, maybe it's stress really impacts me. Maybe it's this, maybe it's that. So I had like really done everything. Um, and finally I was like, I'm just going to go to this person who will just like, tell me literally what to eat. Tell like, it's, there's something I'm doing. It was in the place where I was like, uh, there was a psychosis around it, around like, mm -hmm. I was like, maybe I'm eating in my sleep. Maybe like, I remember my therapist being like, have you done that before? And I was like, no. She was like, have you ever woken up and found like, like supplies for making a sandwich in your kitchen? And I was like, <laughs> no. And she was like, well, 
why do you think that? And I was like, well, I'm gaining weight. I have to, I'm working out six days a week. I'm I like for my first two and a half years of this one gym I went to, I worked out seven days a week. I didn't take a day off unless I was like not in the state. Mm-hmm. So I was just getting, I was like, something's wrong with me. Other people are having results and I, something is fundamentally wrong with me. So I like started to do some research with some physical therapists and some other athletes. And, and honestly, even Erin, Erin was going through her nutrition training for NASA. And she was like, Melissa, some of the stuff you're saying is like, I think it's your, uh, something's wrong. Something's wrong. And she was like, and I think nutrition might be a part of it. And so I start, I had an appointment with a nutritionist who has, you know, she has her own experience with like, she does Ironman. She does, she does CrossFit. She, she's aware of that world. She's also happens to be a therapist. Um, and I just started telling her some of these facts and she was like, she just said, Oh my God, like a half dozen times before I was like, (laughs) it's a bad sign. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And it was like in a, in an empathetic way, Yeah, it it was in this way where suddenly I was like, I'm not crazy for so long. I thought like, I am, I'm Mm. messed up. Something is broken with me. And she was like, Melissa, like you're, and I kept thinking, oh, as long as, as long as I don't cross over this line in some areas, it's like, then, then I'm fine. I'm healthy. It's fine. It's not, and nothing bad is going to happen as long as I don't eat under 900 calories more than like these rules you make up in your brain. Yeah, it's just, you know, you're in trouble when you're violating your standards (laughs) faster than you can lower them, you know? Yeah. 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 So when she started saying some of that, um, she was like, it really reminded it. It confirmed for me that I was not crazy. Um, I was very upset. I cried a lot. I was like really embarrassed. Um, I felt, I felt really stupid. I felt like what was going to have to happen to me? Like, was I going to have to like truly crash my car while I was driving? I, I was mad. I felt like a lot of things got robbed from me because over the, you know, I also thought like, oh, well, we'll do this for three months and then I'll be back. Like I got this size eight dress at Banana Republic and then I'll be wearing this dress. I like didn't fit into my bridesmaid dress that I had gotten for Aaron's wedding. I was like changing. I was changing sizes every week because she had to slowly scale me back up in food. She couldn't just, she was like, I can't just throw a lot of food at you, but you do need to eat food. So every week we were changing like my macros and my calories to get me to a place that was healthy, but without like stressing my body out more. And I just remember like the moments that I knew were a problem was not just in like, oh, somebody just tell me what to do. It was like when I didn't fit in my bridesmaid's dress and I was like, I'll just tell Nancy I'm eating, but then I won't eat. And then I'll lose weight and then I'll be in my dress and then I'll do this again after. And I was like, you're going to make this worse and longer (laughs) if you like you have to like cry. You're allowed to cry, but like you have to stay in this recovery period. And so but it really did like I wish I could say. And then it was all 90 days and I was back in action and then having to relearn language around like. I kept, I so many, she asked me every week, like, what is a question you have? And so many times I was like, do, should I throw away my clothes? Should I get all new clothes? I, should I, am I too fat for my clothes? My, my closet is a museum to a former body I had. I'm too fat. I should throw away my clothes. And she was like, hey, hey. She was like, don't get rid of your clothes. 
And also, you know what? You might come to a place where your goal is not just to fit into your old clothes. And so don't do anything with them right now. Just like, we don't have to worry about that. And so Mm -hmm. that was like a big, she saw all forms of like, that's when I knew there was more uh, disorder than I had realized. I would not say that I had an eating disorder. I, I would say that I had disordered habits. Um, but that to me was the difference between like, oh, if you just change from like Pilates to Orange Theory versus, you know, some, it's like, it was less the direction that messed me up. It was like all the thought that went around the direction that I was like, oh, that's where the disorder lives for me now mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. in the things that I like can't or can do without thinking twice or without like panicking or freaking out. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, man, I have, well, I mean, we lived together for what? 15 years. Two twenty-five years. Yeah, for a long <laughs> so time. So many years. And the thing that, like, I just want to, you know, bring my two cents in here. Yeah. Is, like, Melissa's not a person that is, like, lying. <laughs> <laughs> like, about food. Uh, like, about anything. But, like, I would lie to my trainer, to anyone, if they were like, what'd you eat? I'd be like, I ate that. And they were like, great. And that's it. I'd be like, yep, not it. That wasn't it. It wasn't even close. And I would just be like, yeah, that's great. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. What's up, y'all? You got Aaron and Stanger here. And um, kind of fitting for this episode. Uh, We're talking about, um, you know, eating and and, um, being fed up and, and burnout. Um, and I think that that's applicable to applicable to better help because, um, you know, burnout can come in a lot of different ways. Sometimes you don't even know it's happening. Maybe you're not taking enough time for yourself. Um, you don't even realize that you're, you're feeling burned out. Um, and you really are. And it's because life can be overwhelming and many people are burned out without even knowing it. Yeah. Symptoms can include lack of motivation, irritability, fatigue, and more. And I'll say that, you know, we, a lot of times we just think of burnout as being a part of our job, our workplace. Um, but it can come from just like different roles that you play in your life that have nothing to do with your actual job. Just daughter, mother, friend, all of, like any of those can kind of sneak attack you with burnout. Absolutely. And BetterHelp Online Therapy wants to remind you to prioritize yourself. Um, and so if you don't know what's causing the stress in your life, you can't pinpoint it, you know, you just feel effed up for some reason, get with a licensed professional therapist that BetterHelp finds for you, talk to them and maybe they can pinpoint it. They can figure out what is actually causing that stress in your life. I remember when I first started going to therapy, I felt like about 15 minutes in, I'd be like to my therapist, I'd be like, so how are you? What's going on with you? And she's like, well, I'm good. But like, I just kept wanting to, to stop talking about myself for just a second. And it was a really, uh, it was, it was very unusual. And, but now I understand it. You have to talk about yourself to get through some of the, the stuff in your life that you got to, I don't know, get through. Uh, yeah. Does that make sense? Absolutely. 
And so here's how you do it, guys. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Our listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash dumbbells. That's betterhelp.com slash dumbbells. Okay, guys, we also want to talk to you about another great sponsor we have for the show called Daily Harvest. Yes. What's keeping you busy, Stanger? Oh, gosh, so much stuff, Aaron. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm a dad, I'm hustling, and we're doing this podcast. We've got these sometimes last-minute records because I'm not a good planner or I'm not <laughs> responsive on texts. Um, and so, you know, I don't have time to stock my fridge. I realize it's empty. I don't have anything healthy that I want to serve for dinner. I got a kid hungry. I got a wife hungry. I got all kinds of stuff. And, you know, I got that empty fridge and it was supposed to be me doing the shopping. That can be bad news. Well, and I'll tell you what, we, my, me and my husband just went through COVID and we had nothing in nothing. the fridge except for, you guessed it, some daily harvest. Yeah. Uh, you know, a lot of times people don't have the stuff they need. They'll kind of skip cooking, maybe order out, do something unhealthy or skip a meal. Um, but thanks to daily harvest, you don't have to worry about that. You don't have to waste the money on the takeout or the temptation or waste the calories, whatever it is. Daily harvest helps you keep your freezer stocked with options. They're delivered right to your front door. They're delicious. They're nourishing. They're ready in minutes. Tons of great veggies in there. Lots of great options, all kinds of snacks, kind of breakfasts, all, all the different meals of the day, shakes, um, smoothies, you name it. They got it. A lot of good things built with organic fruits and vegetables. What are some of your favorites, Aaron? Okay. I have gotten into their smoothie. Okay. They're, they got this one, the strawberry peach smoothie. I don't think if I was making my own smoothie that I would have put those two things together, but it is delicious. Little kick with the sweet. Mm. Start my morning right. Yeah, and I, I, the one of the things that we like about, if you know the show, you know that one of the things we like about the smoothie is you have, it's like a little genie in there yep. that's your sous chef because if you make a smoothie that's not just dry powder and water, you know, there's fruits, there's vegetables involved. There's a lot of like, you're, you're wasting a lot of stuff. You're cutting into a mango. You're, you know, cutting up some spinach, you know, whatever you're going to put in there. And then you're not going to use all of it. You make a big mess. Um, there's a lot of like cleanup, you know, you're trying to like bag all this uh, stuff. Yeah. It's just like this whole rigmarole, not the case of daily harvest. It comes all pre-made for you. Pre-cut Every up. Yeah. Everything everything's is chopped. It's so all measured nice. out. All you have to do is add the necessary amount of liquid, blend it, and you're ready to rock. Um, I like their uh, tomato and basil flatbread. Um, they got a lot of good flatbread options. That's one of the ones I like. They've got some good harvest bowls. Um, you know, so they much good They got these like, um, cacao banana like, like cookie dough bites almost, except it's not cookie dough, but they're like so good in the summer for keeping your belly cool. Uh, without being too, you know, bad for you. Totally. I like their, um, this is the one I wanted to talk about their broccoli, cauliflower, sweet potato. Um, it's their broccoli and cheese harvest bowl. 
Um, mm. And uh, it's broccoli, cauliflower, sweet potato, tomato, olive oil, nutritional yeast. It gives like a broccoli and cheese character, but in that kind of healthy uh, daily harvest way. You know, delicious, but healthy. It's a win. They also just new on the scene is their delicious harvest bakes. Okay. For those, oh, yeah. you know, times when you're looking for a homemade feel without any of the, you know, homemade work, uh, but they're ready to bake veggie packed dishes sizzling with gourmet level flavors. Okay. That are big enough for you to share. You don't have to, but you know, it's an option. Yeah. Why not share them? I like to hog them all to myself. Um, and then like my, after it's gone, like I'll, my wife will be all surprised. It's gone. and be like, you wanted some of this? You wanted oh, some of this? Interesting. I go through the same thing, except opposite. Okay. You guys avoid the takeout temptation and get daily harvest. Go to dailyharvest.com slash dumbbells to get up to $40 off your first box. That's dailyharvest.com slash dumbbells for up to $40 off your first box. Dailyharvest.com slash dumbbells. And now back to the episode. Without even thinking twice. It's like awful, but that's just who I am. Okay. <laughs> that's not Melissa. Melissa's like, if someone tells Melissa, Hey, this is what you should do. And this is the, for your outcome that you're looking for. She will do it. So when she's like, Oh, it got to the point where I was like, do I eat sandwiches in my sleep? Which, for the record, Stanger has done. Yeah. And <laughs> That's yes, awesome. Nighttime eating syndrome. It's like a real thing that I... I yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I honestly was like, do I have... I was thinking, I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah. Um. So, so I say that to say, like, that is part of the reason why I'm very glad that Melissa put this online was because I think that and I think I've said this on the show over and over, which is I am a nutrition coach. And that was Nassim made me like swear on a, on every document that's important um, that I would never say I'm a nutritionist and I can't subscribe people the amount of calories or even macros that they should have that comes from a God given nutritionist. <laughs> And that's not me. I'm a, I'm a coach. I can coach you along and I can give you ideas, but I cannot tell you. And, and for Melissa, like having someone in a position of power giving advice is a lot different than a nutritionist giving actual guidance. And even when Melissa started with this nutritionist, I was like, now I was like mama bear. And I was like, Okay, well, you get her credentials and you check her references. And if she ever says anything to you that you do not understand or comprehend or think twice about, you murder <laughs> <laughs> or just call the police. I don't know. Go that route. Um, but it is like there's a thing there where there's someone who you have put in a position of power over you that you don't have to listen to unless you are being guided in a correct way. Does that even make sense? Yeah. It, to it totally does because, you know, health and fitness and longevity and um, wellness is a trillion-dollar industry. So yeah. there's people out there that uh, – there's a lot of people out there that are trying to do the right thing and help yeah. people, and maybe they're uninformed, 
and they're, and they're, so they send people in the wrong direction, not meaning to, that's one yes. thing. And then there's people that just need to make money. And that's another thing. And so they'll, you know, they'll, they'll say stuff that because it, it can sell uh, a session or um, a book or whatever it is. And they're just trying to make money and it has to be different yeah. than what somebody else said. And so, and the problem is there's not a ton of regulation out there. And so, right. you know, there's not like there's any kind of watchdog that's saying like, Hey, you know, what you're telling people to do is fucked up and it's going to screw people up and it can cause, you know, major issues and lasting repercussions in their lives. Um, and so that, that just doesn't exist. So it sounds like you really hit the jackpot with your nutritionist. Who's also a therapist too, because you know, there's, there, there is a lot of psychology involved. And especially if you have Melissa, um, and there's tons of people right now that are listening that are just like you that are good soldiers that are going to do whatever it is they're supposed to do, mm-hmm. that they're going to trust mm-hmm. it, and then you're going to lose your North Star, and then your your calibrations and your instruments are going to get fucked up. It's like you you just you figure you know you don't know your reality gets upside down. You know it's like this is up, this is down, this is whatever. And yeah. so when you have somebody that's trying to set you back on the right course, of course you're going to be resistant to it because you're like no 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 no. I've been going for years, and this was my this was my North Star here, and that that's been wrong. So yeah. that's crushing because then you feel like one, you're scared it's not going to work. And two, you're worried about all the time you wasted or you feel like a fool or, or whatever it is. But I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I think the sooner, you know, I, stuff, the post that you did and uh, I, hopefully it'll help people get over that sooner so that they can just start getting on track and figure out what's best for them and what's going to be ultimately the most healthy. But yeah. when, when did it start to make sense to you? When did you start to feel like, uh, you're, you're feeling positive, um, inside about what was, what were you, what you were learning about what was going on? In some ways it was like little steps at a time, like being able to eat. Um, I started to feel like, first of all, I was just able to like remember and make it through the day. Uh, remember things and make it through basic so your cognitive cognitive ability returning was helpful yeah, yeah and that was like truly within <laughs> weeks i remember like uh, you know because also this was not something that i to what you said i think it was like as a result of a lot of good intentions but it was still wrong yeah. and so it wasn't like a thing i was trying to do so it was really confusing when i was like in such a a ditch you know um, so then trying to get out of a ditch you didn't realize you were in is also a confusing, you know, dysmorphic experience. Um, so I started to like have color in my skin uh, back in like, you know, within two to three weeks. And then it was like, I would say, you know, the next three to six months or so, I was like hype about my strength gains. I was like able to like, you know, do moves and do lifts in ways I hadn't been able to because I just had no energy. Um, I would say 12 months into this process that it was only last month that I was telling somebody about this whole experience that I started to say that I still had like a pretty, you know, uh, you know, volatile relationship with food. And as I started to say it, I was like, I don't think that's true anymore. Like, it's not all the way healed. And there are things that I still catch myself doing. But I am not, I would say it was 11 months before I wasn't having anxiety attacks about 
how fast could I be done eating food so I didn't have to think about food because all day I was worried that I was eating too much or not eating enough. And, and I like couldn't function because from the moment I woke up, my job was to eat enough food until I hit ate enough food. And then I could like be done with food for the day and then like focus or think or be a present human because I was constantly stressed about food. Jesus so, Christ. Oh, it's yeah. so, it's so, it's such a bummer, man. It's so relatable yeah. though. I mean, I, everybody hits different levels of this, but man, you can, you just get caught up in this shit, you know? And then it's, you yeah. don't even realize it's like a, a, like a frog boiling or whatever, or a lobster, you know, you don't even realize yeah. how hot the water's gotten till you meet with a therapist and you're just kind of laying out your day and they say, Oh my God, 37 times. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think it, ex oh it was exactly that. As I was saying things, she was just like, oh my God. And you start to realize like, oh, why did the, I think the thing that has made me saddest has been as I've told friends and to see them go, why didn't I know that this was like, I've seen you, I've seen you. Why? And I was like, oh, it's nothing you could have known necessarily. Because I wasn't hiding it. I was like putting all this stuff into my fitness pal and people were telling me good job and it wasn't. But I think it has been saddest to tell friends and then have like have that friend be sad when they go, oh, like I didn't know. Why didn't I know? And I'm like, it's no nobody's fault. Nobody's nobody here. It's nobody here's fault uh, of like being responsible for monitoring where I was or how I was eating. There were th like, as I started to tell people, friends were like, well, I knew that you did, I knew you did this, but I just thought it was cause you were little. I just thought, you know, you're five feet tall and I'm six, four. Of course I eat more food than you. And part of it was also that like, I had no more hunger cues. That was a thing mm -hmm. that I had been hungry for mm -hmm. so long. I didn't know I was hungry. So if, you know, you might be a person who's listening, who's like, well, I eat 1100 calories and I'm fine. And I, as not a doctor would say, I would challenge that if you're not three years old or less. So, mm -hmm. so things like that, you know, that was, we again, do have a lot of three-year-old listeners. Just, yeah, not, we, we do, but I'm not but trying we, to blow you know, up your can... point, but we do. <laughs> <laughs> the pre-K audience is fire. Yeah. Big. They love head gum. They like it. They're like, wow, Stanger makes me feel smart, advanced. <laughs> you stop. <laughs> oh, it's hard because Stanger is so nice and smart. So I'll let you do this character today. But after this, no more. Um, Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, yeah. I mean, it's also, you know, it's tricky because, you know, knowing you from doing the show and being buddies and stuff and just kind of you just talking about fitness from doing the show. You know, I mean, it was all stuff that we would want to celebrate. It was like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm watching what I'm eating. I'm doing this. I'm exercising, and nothing, nothing looked scary. I'm sure if we like looked at your calories and saw exactly what was going in, it might be like, whoa, what? Wait, wait yeah. how much? But it's, it's just, and then you don't ever want to say to somebody. I, I used to bother me like if I'd be trying to cut something out, or I was watching what I was eating, and something, and my mom would be all, you know, or my grandma, not my mom as much, but my grandma would be like you're skinny or whatever. And I'm, I'm clearly not, you know, and it would just be like, relax. I, I promise you I eat enough, you know? So it's this kind of balance of trying to know yeah. what the right thing to say is and how to spot these warning signs. And like you said, sometimes you just, you won't be able to. And especially in this kind of new world we live in where everybody's trying some kind of eating strategy or new lifestyle or whatever it is. 
it's tough to know who's going to kind of cross over and, you know, get into some disordered habits and who's going to be, you know, just something they try and they're okay from it. You know, I don't know. It's tricky, you know, it's good. It's good to kind of like take stock a lot of the times and find out like, wow, how do I feel? Do I feel supported? Do I have great workouts? Am I getting Mm -hmm. stronger in the gym? Is my fitness improving? You know, it's all these kind of things that you can look at these benchmarks and like you, the warning signs were, you know, being a fit person and exercising all the time, you couldn't do the same stuff you used to be able to do. Um, Mm -hmm. and so that's scary. And then, sorry, Aaron, go ahead. You had something you wanted to say. No, I was just, I was just going to say, I, I had a lot of guilt with Melissa and Melissa (laughs) had to talk me off many ledges feeling like I didn't, I didn't see it either. And I was right there and it was something that was just so slowly over time. And I think that the checking in with yourself, that was something, I don't know if you want to go to your list. Um, yeah, specifically on that is on your Instagram, but Number five is please never turn off your brain. If something Mm. feels wrong with how you're eating or moving, hear yourself. Some of my, this is Melissa talking, obviously, some of my most disordered habits were very public and very congratulated. They were still unhealthy. Yeah. And I, I think that that like the moments of checking in with yourself, it's so, it's so hard to do because like you, you know, you're being given outside stimulus all the time. And if you're being congratulated and you're feeling like, oh, well, like, isn't this what it's supposed to be? And, and instead of it being like, what is it actually like, how, like, like you were falling asleep at the wheel, like you were eating chocolate to, to it's to stay awake, you know, like, which sounds good, but it's not the right, you know, it's not healthy. No. Um, but Yeah. Yeah. I just, that was one thing to me was just like, just checking in with yourself and, and not letting the outside sort of get to you, just really honing in on what you, what your actual goals are and how you actually feel instead of everything else. Well, and you guys both really hit the nail on the head. It's like, it can be really hard to tell the difference. And the truth is like, even yourself, will not always know the truth. Sometimes you're like, I, oh, that, I, you know, we've all been that my day one in the gym and you're convinced you're going to die and you're not going to die, you know? (laughs) Yeah. But, but I think the point is like to give yourself a chance to be heard. Cause I was very quick to be like, if, if something hurt, if something felt bad, I didn't even think to, it didn't matter. I was going to do it anyway, because it felt like, well, you're being a wuss if you're not doing it. You're, Mm. you're being whiny if you're not going days that I just felt like trash. I was like, well, well go because it wasn't like, there was never a chance for me to be like, do I like, I, I, this is going to be worse if I go. Um, and we do some things even without the help of anybody else that can sometimes be destructive for ourselves. And so that's the thing that I've committed to is like, at least give myself the opportunity to hear myself. I might be like, okay, that's not a, really a concern. You're okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nice you try. Yeah. You don't have to always believe yourself, um, but you can give yourself the opportunity to be heard. And that me- that's like, even the, again, the best trainers, the best programs, like two people working out and eating the exact same foods will still have two different bodies. Yeah. And so it, it really doesn't matter if like, I 
if I take away one thing, it's that I will always have to be an advocate for me. No one can know. No one will have to wear my skin. Mm-hmm. If I if I tear my meniscus, if I uh, gain 35 pounds or lose 35 pounds, no one will wear my skin but me. And so if I am going to do something that's sustainable and that really does meet my goals, like at the end of the day, I have to live with my choices. So that means I have to hear myself. So Mm. it doesn't matter if every friend is like getting ready to train for a marathon. If that's not in alignment with what I want to do, like you can't do it and, or, or, or don't do it. Not that you can't. Um, if somebody is choosing to only eat vegan for health purposes, that doesn't mean that that's how you eat. You know, like there's some of these things that I think in a desire to not have everything be on the weight of our shoulders, it feels nice to go, oh, well, they'll worry about that. They'll tell me what to eat and they'll tell me what to do and they'll tell me my program, which I, I understand. And sometimes that, and that is a huge, uh, you know, cornerstone to how I got myself into the mess that I was in was because it felt like I wanted to turn off my brain and I, and I should not have. And it doesn't mean everything I did or I've ever been coached in my life to do was bad. It just was like, I was in so deep, the water was so high on that, you know, on that frog in the pot that it didn't need to be that bad before I was like, oh, this is a problem. And that's that's the thing that I want to make sure I don't repeat. Yeah. Yeah. That and that makes me think of, um, you know, with with women and exercise sometime, not to get too gender specific, but something mm. I've noticed is that there there can be like a stereotype that I think a lot of women who want to exercise hard are afraid of that they that that if they speak out about something or like an injury or something being wrong that they'll be labeled like oh they just think I'm being whiny because I'm a girl and girls shouldn't be in the gym or whatever and so mm-hmm. they won't say anything despite maybe like an injury happening <laughs> or you know or like their nutrition not being right whatever it is and so you know that's something that I hope that you know people you know it's, I don't know. It's just something that I've just noticed in training. Like some of some of my some of my female clients, I would like notice that I was just like, she is never. She'll never say that she is. I have to watch mm-hmm. for it, you know. Um, yeah, and that can be. Yeah, it's because women are absolutely oh, stronger, oh. <laughs> and we have to like our bodies are wired for childbirth. Yeah, so we can't. It's I a think, much like, like higher threshold of pain, but also there's this like, just not like a not this pride, this pride and like a not complain, don't want to complain or whatever it is. I don't know. I mean, we're definitely conditioned socially to, to shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> to just make it. Do. I mean, I was in physical <laughs> therapy for my shoulder and I was doing a move that was not heavy and I won't even say that I cried. I will just say that water involuntarily came out of my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I was not trying to cry. Water was just pouring out of my eyes. And the physical therapist was like, how did that feel? And I was like, fine. <laughs> and, and she went, and I was there because I was spontaneously losing feeling in my fingers. Just in the day, <laughs> just throughout amongst other things. But that was one of the things. Um, Water is down my face. And she goes, how did that feel? And I was like, it was fine. And she goes, can you feel your fingers right now? And I said, no. (laughs) And she said, you're not fine. (laughs) That's not (laughs) fine. And it's like, it sounds so silly, but it was like, she had to truly like one plus one plus one me. Cause I had flown, I had like so overshot in like being able to tell when something was wrong that I was 
actively crying in a public place with yeah. a medical professional. And she was like, can you feel your fingers? And I was like, no. Nope. She's like, you're not fine. <laughs> yeah. Nope. I'm just trying to do a good job at physical therapy and be the best physical therapy patient ever. And so, yeah. 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 Don't even have to worry about me. I did three times the weight and four times the reps. Yeah. So that was, you know, it, there were a lot of things that I just wish that even if I had made slower progress, I wouldn't have gone backwards. But because I was not, I was so worried about not going backwards that in a sense, I, I doubled the amount of recovery I had to do because I was like, just go harder, double down, try more, go longer. And I, and you can't, you just can't. I made it to the place where I couldn't eat less. I couldn't work out more. I couldn't run faster. I, my body was breaking down and I still was like, I think that's also the difference between like your cousin who can tell you what they do when they work out and they're skinny or jacked or whatever adjective you apply to them. Um, is that those people don't always know. First of all, there are a lot of people, it is illegal to write meal plans if you do not have a classification, uh, if you are not certified to do so. So like, again, your friend or some person you met on Instagram who's giving you like meal plans, that's not necessarily legit. And to me, the big thing was like, the people who had really good uh, encouragement, really best intentions, the downside was that they couldn't tell when something had gone off the rails. Mm -hmm. And that was the difference. You know, my nutritionist has the ability to tweak and manage and she's getting a lot of information from a variety of questions, not just like how many calories did you eat, to know when I needed to go up or down or change things. And that was what I realized was like, there are some people who have the best of intentions. They, you know, maybe they're your friend who's worked out for a hundred years. That does not mean that they can write you a meal plan or that they should be guiding you on macros because the downside is we're all different. And the big issue comes in like when, how do they know when something has gone wrong with Stanger? And those people may have, again, great intentions, but Stanger may wake up in a problem space because he was following really great intentional advice that, you know, this person didn't mean to injure him with, but they have now. And, and Stanger has to wear that skin and yeah. figure out what he does next. And so that to me is the big thing. I about hope you're like, listening, dad. <laughs> yeah. You specifically, <laughs> Mr. Stanger. Yeah. Um, <laughs> meal is, plan after meal plan. <laughs> dad. Written out. Yeah. Um, is like, I would say as you are choosing who to get advice from or wisdom from, and you know, like, that is the big difference. And I also realize there's also a lot of privilege in being able to afford a nutritionist or afford some of these things. Um, and that's why I, I will always say, like, go slower than fast. If, you know, if start with little things versus feeling like you have to buy into somebody's $6,000 program where they're going to do all these things and you're going to lose 30 pounds in 20 days, like, Ha slower and sustainable is is safer in my opinion i agree than, mm -hmm. well than anything else yeah it's it, it's it's so helpful so but there's a couple of these that i want to read and then you can you can comment yeah. or or not or whatever some of them are are pretty self-contained we won't make you read your thing <laughs> aaron and i will like stumble through and read them but some, something that i noticed too and it, it's interesting because aaron and i literally just talked about it a few weeks back were so 
you know, I think this is great for people to hear because there are so many people that feel like they're doing everything. Mm. They could not work harder and nothing is working. And it's really sad and it's really scary for them because they're like, fuck, if this doesn't do it, I'm eating under a thousand calories. I'm working out six, sometimes seven days a week and it's not working. There's something like you said, you felt like there was something broken in you. And so you literally just had to go to a nutritionist and just, you know, lay yourself at their mercy and just be like, I don't know what's going on. So there's that. So I'm, I'm glad that people are hearing this because they're, they know that they're not alone and there is a way out and you can absolutely do, do something about it. And number two, you talked about, you know, the $6,000 program or spending all this money or finding some guru at the top of the mountain to get the secret or the key or the wisdom. And the reality of it is it's never that we, yeah. we, we, we had the trainer. We talked about the trainer that cha- trained, uh, uh, Skarsgård, Alexander Skarsgård for the Northmen who got super ripped. And it wasn't any, it wasn't anything like shocking yeah, or surprise. Yeah. It was just like, <laughs> of course he had the guy eat, you know, regular meal, meals. He had him eat common sense, healthy. And you know, he exercised, but he had to eat to support the exercise and all that kind of shit. It wasn't anything that some, you know, $40,000 magician could, you know, <laughs> yeah. could give you. So that, I, I thought that was really cool to, you know, to, to just kind of like remind ourselves of, and then also hear you say now, but okay, so this is a good one. I like right at the top you have, there's no such thing as good food or bad food. Please don't rule out cereal or cheeseburgers because someone called them quote unquote bad. Um, I like that. I like that a lot because I think that, you know, people can get uh, can get bogged down by, by what's good and what's bad and then judging themselves on if they have to occasionally mm-hmm. have bad meals. And even something you kind of touched on earlier to where you would skip meals because you couldn't, you weren't going to be able to eat healthy at that meal. So, you know, one missing out on whatever social um, benefit that that would bring, but also just missing out on calories that you probably need. So it's like, ah, you know what? I'll just have water and lie that say I already ate, you know, because there's nothing I can eat here. And that's no good, especially if you exercise that day or, or whatever it is, you've got to figure out how to, you know, how you can have calories. Um, you know, and sometimes they're not going to be your kind of quote unquote, you know, perfect, you know, calories or you're exactly in the macros that you want. And that cannot derail you or, and it should hopefully shouldn't cause anxiety, but in some cases it does, you know? Yeah. A a word that I was new to was the word orthorexia. And again, I say these words mostly because they were helpful in me understanding some of what I was going through. I would not say I have an orthorexia diagnosis, Um, but it, you know, that one to me has been interesting because a lot of people will challenge. I posted today about people who are like, well, there you can have healthy orthorexia. Essentially, orthorexia is, you know, for again, a layman's version of it is like, Anything that is this like stressed, anxious, it's the habits around this belief that you can only eat quote unquote healthy. And if you can't do that, you don't eat the food. It results in like, you know, you want to skip birthday parties. You don't want to go out to things because you can't control how, how much butter's in it or olive oil or, you know, and so it, you know, it's less the eating habits and more the stress and anxiety that is around it that sometimes results in in skipped meals and missed calories. I my my nutritionist was like, she told me that I was going to be eating for my first set of macros. I had been eating 90 grams of carbs, which is wild when you if you saw how much cardio I was doing. Um, 
And so she said, week one, your carbs are going to be 140 grams. And I was truly verklempt. I was like, how am I going to do that? How m- that's like 12 bell peppers. I can't even fit 12. And she was like, oh, she could like see me struggling. And she was like, do you need help with ideas for complex carbs? And I was like, yeah. And she goes, okay. So like bread, cereal, pasta. And I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> and she was like, could you give them to me in bell pepper terms, please? Yeah. yeah. I was like, <laughs> I had already been told like, don't touch it. Do not touch bread. Do like get, I hadn't had cereal again in like four or five, six years. I was like, I'll never get to eat cereal again. Now I eat cereal every day because one, I love it. And two, it's a little bit of like a, like you can start your day with cereal and you're fine. You're fine. And I start right now. I start with oops, all berries. So I'm not even like, oh, but it's Kashi. Don't worry. It's 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 like protein cereal. It's like it's Captain Crunch. Oops, all berries. <laughs> and I have gotten it multiple times because I just love it. What? So. Mm, and that's, that's a mis- amazing. The mistake they made was it didn't put any of the traditional Captain Crunch in there. It's just they they screwed up it's and oops. it ended up. Yeah, they, it's yeah, just all berries it's a in big there. Big oops. It's oops, it's all berries. And, and, and How's the roof the, of your mouth? Heaven. It's heaven. I love it. I know. Do the berries scratch do they scratch the roof of your mouth the same way that No, the, the other part of do. Captain Crunch really fucks up your the roof of your mouth. But I think the berries you can get away I think with. They're it. safer for texture. Um and yeah. it is cap and crunch, right? Yeah, it Cap'n. is cap and crunch. Yeah. But. <laughs> uh <laughs> wow. Oops, all good food. Yeah, is, uh, it is. Yeah. I, and you know, and that is one of those dangerous things that people, I remember being in a mall one time and hearing this daughter, this teen daughter, she went, she went, oh, I'm so hungry. And the mom went, have some water. It'll make you feel full. And I remember being like, <laughs> why didn't I have a mom that told me secret hacks like that? And that's not a hack. <laughs> that's not like you pick up these things that you heard somebody say one time where they're like, oh, well, I always have, I never have warm water. Or like, I never have cold water. I only have lukewarm water with two scoops of ginger or else you'll, you know. Yeah. And that stuff can be really dangerous and you don't always realize when you learned it. And so you're just like, oh yeah, everyone knows. Don't touch oops all berries. And you're missing out on a world of fun. Yeah, that poor kid is fucking, it's oops all water. <laughs> it is, <know>. she is, <laughs> oops all water. She really we gotta s- find that girl. I know. I and I was jealous. I was like, freaking, I would have I would weigh less if my mom had told me the drink water when you're hungry trick. That's not a trick. That's a not lie. a trick. It's a lie, too. Um I so number three I liked too. No one needs to comment on your body. No one. No one. Uh, this is a tricky one, right? Because people feel the need to do that, right? People and and it's good intention sometimes, like you said, you know, but that can that can fuck people up. I mean, it's, I mean, I guess it's just a good rule of thumb. Like just don't ever do it. (laughs) I, you know what? It has been an interesting thing. And we, you know, the three of us live in a town where our bodies get commented on as a part of work a lot of times. And so it's like, how do you defend yourself from it? Should you? And then the defense of like, well, if I'm losing weight, I want people to comment on my body. Just more and more the, the studies that I've read, the commentary that I've seen, even my own personal experience is just like, we teach this idea that if you're in a smaller body, it's better. And a thing that, again, the conversation I had with my nutritionist was like, she was like, would you say your body is healthier now? Like I, when I started with my nutritionist, I had stressed my body out to 30 pounds more than I had ever weighed. 
I'd gained 30 pounds and then I gained another 15 pounds while I'd been with my nutritionist. I, she was like, you, yes, you. So I was like, oh, I was smaller. I was smaller then. I want to be smaller. And she was like, but your bot, she was like, would you say you're healthier now or then? Now I won't, I won't, I don't have to tell you how much less I was used as a fitness inspiration on Instagram when I gained weight, when in truth I was markedly healthier being mm. the size, I, being who I am now. My body right now is so much healthier mm -hmm. than where I was a year ago. I was on a crash course of disaster. And that's the stuff you can't tell from bodies. And people have much more dramatic stories than I do of like, you know, people losing weight and then not wanting to tell people that they have cancer or people gaining weight. And I, you know, I shared with you guys just briefly the number of times I was telling people about a little bit about this eating experience. And sometimes in trying to be helpful, they would make comments about like, oh, well, I, I also have binge eating. And I was like, I don't say anything about binge eating. Why did you mm -hmm. say that? There's something about my body that you saw that you, so we do all this math. And I was like, until I feel good about how I can communicate to people about their bodies, I don't need to say anything about mm -hmm. anybody's body. And at the end of the day, even as I've gotten healthier, my, my own like relationship with my body, the thing I've realized is like up weight, down weight, for the most part, I don't need to comment on anyone's body. There's nothing that I can add. You know, I think... There are people who have been very close to me who know the intimate details of this experience where I feel safe for them to share their their thoughts and feelings. But even that's dangerous. And if you're having a, you know, a bad body day, you know, it's like nothing but trust sometimes that can help you not completely spiral out of control or that has been my experience. And so things I've done is like, I don't need to comment. You can say so many other things. Ryan, you you like... Ryan, your skin looks great. Like Ryan, or you don't even have to say your skin. Some people, that's a touchy subject. So it's like starting to be thoughtful about like, I made a comment about sleep eating. You actually have experienced that disorder, you know? So somewhere Ryan could be sitting somewhere being like, I'm a piece of shit and she's making fun of me. Like this thing I have is a joke. And it's like, okay, I need to be thoughtful about that. You just don't know what body you're talking to. And so if you can find other ways to be like, you know, celebratory and positive that isn't just like, you lost 25 pounds because people are like, I lost 25 pounds. I want to be congratulated. And it's like, yes, I understand that. I do. I do. And also, I don't want you to believe you only have value because you've lost 25 pounds. Yeah. Yeah. It's always just, you just want to go like, hey, I'm happy because you're happy. Um, yeah. Do you feel uh, good? That's good. Uh, what about this? Does this need to be retired as a pickup line? Um, I'll I'll say it. Um, no oh boy. If I told you, you had a nice body, would you hold it against me? I think that one is, <laughs> you know what I'm going to say? <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to say? I can't wait. It's <laughs> tricky because you know, if you like the guy or girl that's saying it, whatever, um, it can be good because you're not saying like you're just, you're saying the person, however they are, has a nice body. 
Yeah, I'm um, saying, uh, what I want to say is yes, no matter what. I'm trying to come up with some good reasons for why it's a yes. <laughs> I think, it, like, a night, like, you have a nice body isn't saying you have, uh, like, you're it thin doesn't or distinguish you're, what I like nice your curves, is. you know, it doesn't, it's not specifying anything that you can, it's, like, get all crazy on, you know, like. It's, it's also general a song enough. lyric. It's a, you get, at the end of the day, you're like, I could find a different song lyric to use, but I think that one's fine. <laughs> I'm going to say yes. I'm in for that one. But that's okay. honestly safer than being like, I, I like your curves or I like yeah. your, your, your whatever. God, one time a guy said, you're voluptuous to me. And I almost projectile vomited. Spin kicked him. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. I'll never forget. I was like, you, if you thought you had a chance, it's over because, and cause there's nothing wrong with that word, but it is also like, I didn't see myself as that. So it didn't register I mean, in a way that I wanted that word's a lot to be registered. That's a lot. It's a big word. You know yeah, what I mean? It's it's, a lot. There's a lot going in there. I like somebody on, um, on, uh, the, the, t the improv team, we had a Instagram, uh, that I performed with at an Instagram and some lady on there was like, there's pictures of us. And she was commenting on me, like saying I had like a big old ass on me or something. And I was like, what? <laughs> a big old ham bone. That's what we tell our dog. Poncho. He's got a big old ham bone. <laughs> it, was, it was like a little like, Oh wow. I, you know, it's like, I never really thought about it, you know? And then I was like, I guess I, I, yeah, I don't know. It can put you in your head a little bit. You never know. I'm sure she thought she was being, you know, charming, I guess. I don't know. Well, and nothing feels better than when somebody tries to give you a compliment and there were air quotes for that and you don't react the way that they expected. And then their response is to be like, it's a compliment. And you're like, okay, can you see my face? Do you see the water involuntarily coming? Like Aaron, Aaron saw my birthday that my birthday this year was very stressful because I had multiple people try to give me clothing related gifts out mm. of the goodness of their heart. And I had to be like, hey, I don't think this is the year for that. And but they wanted to again out of the love of their heart. And so there were like <laughs> there were some words that were thrown at me that were like, you know, because we're both this. And I was like, oh, wait. What uh, again? You feel free to talk about your experience. You don't have to loop me in. Say say how you identify, and that's <laughs> fine. And you can leave me out because it was like truly. I had to like Zach Morris pause and go away and be like, "Is this my identity? Do I do people see me like this? I I don't know. I thought I looked bigger in my photos, but somebody else said they couldn't tell that I had gained weight. Now this person has just used uh, this other word with me. And uh, now I'm having a mental breakdown and I'm about to beautiful mind myself out here at this pool party. And so we're like, happy birthday <laughs> yeah. to you. Yeah. And so also it's like, talk about, <laughs> talk about yourself. Do not yeah. co-op somebody else into your experience. You do not have to safer that way do not assume even with Aaron it's like I can be careless with Aaron because we are very close and at the on the other end I need to be double diligent to not be yeah. callous with just assuming Aaron and I feel the same way about everything in her body and she should know this about her body and I've seen it on her body yeah don't talk about yourself it's fine yes. don't don't loop anyone else in. My big old fat ass thing. You know what I'm talking about. You got a big old fat ass, right, Stinger? It's like, ah. Uh, <laughs> I've had those. And you're yeah. like, I have to die. No matter what it was. No matter what it was. You're like, I'm dead now. Big beefy One ass. One time I was like, Melissa, I got a fat ass. And she was like, no, you don't. And I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, I can work. This whole time? 
I thought I had a big old ass. It can work the other way too. You know, you never yeah. know. You don't want to. Yeah. Yeah. Aaron was like, I'm a freak. I had, can't fit my big ass into clothes. And I was like, you're insane. You do not have a big ass. <laughs> That's enough about me, you guys. I got it. That's for our other podcast called Recovering from Trauma yeah. and Things We Tell Ourselves. <laughs> Oh yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. The downside is it is a lot. And I know sometimes people are like, I just want to turn my brain off because everything is a lot. There's a war in Ukraine. Our kids are being shot. Our elders are being shot. It's like, that's the tip of the iceberg. So at the end of the day, when you're like, and in the apocalypse, I have to worry about my macros. You don't want to. And I get it. And so, but what I would say is don't like before you pick something else to stay connected to, don't disconnect from yourself. Like start there and then add other things that you can care about and you can manage as well. Because if you disconnect from what's happening to you and, and how your body feels and, and every day it will be different, mm-hmm. whether, you know, matter what your gender is, like you, you may have a really strong day on Tuesday and then feel like trash on Wednesday and Thursday hang in there because you'll be back on top. It's just, you know, having that long game of patience with yourself and staying checked in and not letting yourself be a thing you turn your brain off for. I, I'm like, that is, that's where I have to, at the end of the day, that's the one thing I can't turn off. There's so much happening and I get it and we all need to vote and, you know, please do that. I believe in it, but don't let you be what you sacrifice. Yeah. I like this one you've got too, um, and we can we can wind down now. But I'll just say, recovering from disordered habits can lead to lots of crying. That's okay. Cry it out about how your clothes don't fit, or how you're tired, um, or how you feel. And I like that one too because you talked about you know b- being honest with yourself and and your feelings and checking in with your feelings. And you know I think people can get caught up in the uh, everyone should just feel good and be happy no matter where you are and you're happy and everybody's happy and it doesn't matter. And you're not saying that you're not, you're saying don't it's leave your brain on. You're going to feel how you feel and it's okay. Have those feelings, go through it, cry. You can be unsatisfied. You can, you know, all all kinds of shit, just go through it and um, you know, and just make sure that it's your, it's you engaging with yourself and that your brain is on, which I think is, I think it's helpful too, because you know, I think it can, the danger of this is, and it's all again, good intentions is these kind of platitudes that are just feel good affirmations that mm-hmm. aren't really mm-hmm. applicable, applicable to, re- to actual life. You know, it's like, it doesn't help me if you say, just feel good because I can't I feel like shit, you know, whatever it is. So yeah. I like that too. It's a, it's a multi-pronged attack to, um, to kind of, you know, taking control of your nutrition and, and how you feel. And I think it's, I think it's really beneficial. I'm glad you did this post. Yeah. Thank you. Well, I'm going to bring up one more, okay? Yeah. Because this is something I have, I I want to shout from the rooftops, which is uh, your number six, health is way more than your weight on the scale. Mm. It can be easy to feel like that's the only metric of success, but it's only one of many parts. And I think I, I like, quote unquote, progress photos. I like them for different reasons. I think that they're used oftentimes to show weight loss. I think they can be used for more than that. Sexy things. Um, yeah, hot but things. I, what? I said hot things. Yeah, I said sexy hot. things. We were just being gross. You're, we're you're, terrible. Yeah. We're bad. 
keep going. No, but I, I think that that's like, you know, people use those before and after photos. And I, I wish that more people like I see it sometimes, especially around like um, eating disorder, like survivor stories where it's like before and after and people are larger in their after photo. But I wish that more people took those kind of photos along their journeys because then everyone would see, oh, our bodies change constantly over the course of a life if you're lucky enough to live a long life. And what a gift to have that life and to see the different stages and to see that skinny doesn't mean healthy. Mm -hmm. Healthy doesn't mean skinny or like all of these Mm -hmm. words can just... I used to say, hey, I don't want to be fat anymore. And that like used to shock people. But that was something I said to for my own, you know, just to put the snacks down. But it was like all of these words, like it doesn't have to be. Fat or skinny or hell. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like I like I think that's the thing that I am really honing in on in my own life. And like I still weigh myself, but I I don't put the I don't put that as the number one in in charge of how I feel for the rest of the week. Like that's just like information and I move on. Yeah. I dig it. I mean, is the goal. Yeah. Skinny and healthy being used interchangeably is, is, you know, the biggest lie there is, you know, or even mm-hmm. lean, yeah. you could say lean and healthy used interchangeably, not the case, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. these fucking bodybuilders, you look at like these guys that are doing like Mr. Olympia and shit. There's one that dies every week. You read about it. It's just like a guy died in his hotel room right before a competition or whatever. And they're, yeah. you know, I mean, they're as lean as they don't have an ounce of fat on them, but I mean, they're fucking, they're literally on death's door. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, and doing it actively doing it yeah. to themselves. To themselves. Yes. Yeah. 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 And so it's just, you know, you can't say like, oh, they're so lean or healthy or whatever it is. It's like, you gotta be careful with all that kind of shit, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was honestly, I posted this because I hadn't posted any photos because I was so like, this is full candor, ugly and everything. Like I was so scared to post photos because I was like, if I've gained weight and people just think that I've just gotten lazy and I've just gained weight and like, oh, well, she has been going to the gym for a long time and she never lost all the weight. So like, I guess she just gave up. And so there was a, I I kept thinking like, well, post, because it doesn't matter what anybody thinks. And then I was like, but I care what I think. And then somebody says, and so finally I was like, I needed, I was like, I, I was doing crazy things. Like I would see people I hadn't seen in a long time and thought like, oh, I should start off with being like, oh, um, just want to let you know, like, uh, uh, just kind of going through like an eating thing. And it was like, okay, I have to calm (laughs) I have to like, mm. calm down. I'm going to freak. I'm going to lose my mind. So I like posted this mostly to be like, this was rolling around in my brain. And also to be like, to pr- I don't, I-, I was like, I need to be able to post and not feel like I have to tell everybody yeah. what I've been doing for the past, you know, past year. I need to be able to like the, my size, like I need to be able to be proud of my size. Yeah. And because it is hard rot And what has been interesting has been to have the conversations I've had with people since, and I really haven't posted anything after that, um, of just like people asking questions or sharing similar stories about being like, I thought I was doing something good and I'm worried I'm, I'm worried there's a problem. I'm worried I have a problem. Yeah. And, 
And to go like the metrics are so huge. And for me, one of those metrics is like not having Instagram be a thing that I have to be afraid of Mm -hmm. all the time because I'm worried about somebody thinking some backstory about why I look the way that I do. Um, Those are those are big. Like I sleep soundly at night, (laughs) not having that around in my brain. And that's a success point for me. Yeah. So I was read or no, I was maybe. Um. Somebody that uh, was in the movie Copland with Sylvester Stallone. Mm. So at the time, Stallone was, you know, known for Rambo and Rocky and, you know, just the epitome of health and fitness and lean and obsessed with that. <laughs> and he, for that role, he was playing like this cop, you know, just a more normal guy. So he gained weight for the role. And, um, you know, if you watch it now, it's, he still looks great, you know, it's fine. <laughs> but anyway, it was, you know, for him, he had gained weight. And so they would be hanging out and they'd go to dinners, you know, on downtime for the movie. And the guy that was shooting the movie with him said that like anybody that like came up to him, Hey, how you doing Sly shooting a film? You know, like he had to acknowledge that he was shooting a movie and that this wasn't how he looked. I haven't let myself go. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's just like how much, even like a movie star, like your identity can get fucking tied up in that kind of. Hey, yeah. you're doing sly, you know, doing a movie. Uh, hey, I'm not They're like, didn't ask. Yeah. Didn't ask. I just want an autograph. Yeah. 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 Do you want your water refilled? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, those are the little things that I'm like, those things count too. And notice those things. Those things that like time, I, my, I, I'll tell her story. I had a friend who was like, she was like, I know the number of, she lost her grandmother and her father within like three months. And she was like, I think about all the meals I skipped because I was trying to not gain weight. And she was like, I would pay any amount of money to have my grandma make me lunch. And I just think about those things of like, you know, you also grandma lunches every day. You might be like, well, is that healthy? It's like, I don't know. But at the end of the day, there's a lot of things that are like quality time with your family, getting to spend, you know, getting to be out in the woods with your wife and Stone Sanger, like that's a measure of success too. And that matters. And part of why you exercise is so that you are able to be mobile to do those things. And also like you, they are not at the expense of some of your fitness practices. So if you are a person like me, who's realizing that you're sacrificing things that are really important to you for the sake of something that for some reason seems to not be happening, no matter what you do, that's just a great place to like stop. It doesn't mean you're like, well, then I get rid of fitness because, you know, your body does need health. But, you know, it's a great place to stop and evaluate what's happening. I love on a grander it. scale. Yeah. 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 Well said. So good. Uh, Melissa, throw out uh, your socials again. Oh, darling girl at Instagram for this post. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Really worth checking in and seeing them all. They're all laid out. And it's... um. It's honestly, I've never seen anything like it before. And so um, I think people will get a lot of help from it and it'll provide some comfort and some information for people in a great way. So, is, oh, darling girl. Yes, sir. Um, I have, there are a few people on there that I follow. So, and I try and share them. Ones that are like, uh, your Latina nutritionist. She talks a lot about like, uh, when when people tell you like, eat the rainbow, that's not the only way that you can eat for nutrition. Um, is that Skittles so- or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. When people are telling you to just eat Skittles, don't, but also it's fine because all foods fit. Um, <laughs> uh, there's the new the nutrition tea, spelled T-E-A. The nutrition tea, she's really great. So he fit, S-O-H-E-E, fit. Amazing, amazing, amazing. And she has great programs uh, for people who are trying to do either at home or at work. And then eating disorder dot 
dietitian. Just lots of good things. You know, sometimes social media gets a bad rap and that's for good reason. But social media was also a great place for me to see that some of the like the corner that I had backed myself into was smaller than it needed to be. And those were some folks who were really helpful online, who are well-researched, who are, um, you know, very accredited in their fields and what they do, who have just provide, who've just like made, uh, I didn't feel like I was on a tightrope. I was out in the field. I had a lot more latitude uh, in space with eating and nutrition. And those are some really strong ones for me. I follow them. So if, if you only make it to, Oh, darling girl, they're all in my follows list. So I love They're it. They're on there. Yeah. Great. Aaron, we did it. When's the next um, Aaron and Melissa song going to come out? Oh, we just talked about that today. Yep. And uh, TBD. <laughs> to be determined. Okay. <laughs> Anyone that people should check out? Um, what's one that you want to kind of uh, dust off again? People should give a listen to. I mean, we always, we have the greatest song of all time that is just frustrating that we never got famous from, which is, uh, Pokemon Go, and you can find that on Spotify. On Spotify. Okay. Yeah, friends Here. have told us that sounds like a real song and other yeah. uh, nice compliments <laughs> like that. Yep, and other nice compliments <laughs> like that. It sounds like it could be a real song. It has a music video. Uh, we're the least famous people in the music video. True. I just would like the record to show that's like a launch pad for all of our now famous friends. Yeah. Um, so that's frustrating too, but we'll, you know, we'll see if they listen all the way through to this podcast, uh, to, to come after me. Hey, you know, you guys prop them up. You lifted them up, you know, (laughs) that's right. We walked so they could run (sighs) Yeah, to Pokemon go. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. So on behalf. Oh yeah. And for us guys, if you guys, uh, questions, comments, concerns, demands, (laughs) braggadocious brags, recipes, uh, instructions, Ooh. family tree information, uh, <laughs> Raycon tours. Yeah. Yeah. You can mm-hmm. find us at the dumbbells across all social media platforms. Or you can send us that email at ask the dumbbells at gmail.com. And I hope all- people do that. That's so cool. sweet. Yeah, I do. They do. Well, they do send us emails. It is sweet. Actually. Yeah, it's nice. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Uh, um, and also you could rate review, subscribe to our podcast and tell a friend. Um, cause hopefully we'll get famous too. Yeah. Then we can Pokemon go to the Oscars. Um, oh. yeah. <laughs> yeah. From your mouth to God's ears. Fuck the dumbbells want a fucking Oscar for the <laughs> Melissa Luna episode. I didn't even know that was possible. I mean, if it gets released in theaters, it is possible. We don't know. Uh, yeah. or just on Netflix. Yeah. We could do that. On behalf of myself and Aaron McGowan, we are the Dumbbells, our wonderful guest today, mm-hmm. Melissa Luna. We would like to remind everybody that's out there listening to Train Dirty, Eat Clean, and Live in Betwixt. <laughs> that was a HeadGum Podcast.